The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Hello. Charlie Starr. Come on. Hey, buddy, how are you? Man, I'm well. How are you? Great, man. How's the family? How's your your boy is growing up fast, I got to say, your, your youngest one. I wish there was a pause button. Is he playing guitar yet? Um, he started with guitar and then uh, quickly drifted to drums and vocals. So I uh, hadn't seen you around in a little while, but I saw your lovely wife at the REM tribute. Yeah, man, she said she saw you. She said it was a great, great time. I wish I could have gone. It was a great time. Great show. But we missed you, man. Yeah. Rich Robinson put it together and several months ago. He's like, come do this with me. And I said, we, we'll be in Indianapolis. Yeah. And he's like, okay, we'll do, we're going to add Atlanta. We'll do, come down there. I said, we'll be in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> You're always somewhere, Charlie Starr. You are the hardest working man in show business, my friend. Oh, well, I'll take that. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today. 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Good to talk to you again, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Tug. Good to talk to you, too. How are you? Man, couldn't be better. Well, you know, I'm jealous of you guys' joy today, I have to admit. I wasn't going to even say it. I wasn't even going to say I was going to let it go. Yeah. I'll quote my dad as to years ago in a similar situation. He said, I wish they could both lose. (laughs) That's right. I've been in that situation before, too. I just wish the building would implode. Can can it just all fall down? Yeah. Well, I will say this. I, I went to bed uh, at halftime. I was like, you know what? I mean, because I'm an SEC person, so I was obviously, sure, you know, happy for Georgia. And uh, and as an Auburn fan, I, I obviously wish that the tables were turned. But, but it, I couldn't watch anymore. I was like, man, poor TCU. I yeah. can't watch this beating. Yeah. It's funny. We watched it with some dear friends of ours, and their son is in, at Auburn now. He's a junior over there. And funny enough, his girlfriend is a junior at TCU. They were pulling against us pretty hard at their house last night. I didn't say a word because I didn't have to. Yeah, that's right. Well, what, what a mismatch. I, I got a buddy this morning. He he was like, man, what a game. I said, game? What game? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He said, uh, he said, well, I had an, about enough game versus Ohio oh, State. Oh, my Lord. That was the real national <laughs> said, championship. Our merch guy, Eric Snobby, who 
Scott knows well. I wish you could have seen him. Mm-hmm. We were in Chattanooga watching that, watching the game, you know, the uh, Ohio State game in the, about third quarter. He's like, I'm going to bed. I can't watch this. <laughs> and then he got back up. I bet he and did. And he came, in, came into the room and was pacing. Oh, and that last field goal attempt, when it hooked left, he almost fainted. Uh, and I basically had to catch him in my arms. <laughs> That's a friend indeed that'll catch you when you're falling down when your team has just won and, and captured your <laughs> yeah. heart as you thought it was about to be broken into a million pieces. Oh, he could barely stand it. And then the next day he was just the happiest I've seen him in years. Hard to deal with. Drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan, as, as the song goes. Right, yeah. Goodness. Plenty of those. Yeah, and boy, howdy. So funny because our, our friends who are, uh, you know, have the kid at Auburn, they're they're not from here originally. My buddy Trey's from Puerto Rico, and his wife is from Pittsburgh. So they're the sweetest people in the world, and we spend a lot of time with them. They're good Auburn fans, and there are good Auburn Like There's bad Auburn fans or good Auburn fans. There are bad Georgia fans or good Georgia fans. Luckily, we've run into the good ones, so uh, it, it's fun to watch football with them. That's right. I can remember going to uh... – Auburn games when I was a, ten, a young teenager, well, even younger, like 11, 12, with my dad, and getting a good dose at a young age of good old drinking SEC fans. <laughs> and I, I actually saw a couple of fist fights, and seeing that happen at 11 years old was pretty shocking, you know. But I'll say this we were sitting, uh, we were in zone end against Florida State, I think it was in 1987. I think Dion was playing then. Anyway, needless to say, Florida State was really beating Auburn that Saturday. It was not a fun game to watch. And I looked down ahead of me, and a young guy in a small group of friends had spilled his beer on an older man in front of him. And it was an accident, but it was because they were they were being rowdy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess he didn't – that wasn't quite enough. Maybe he <laughs> – accidentally bumped into the old man too anyway uh it all added up to uh the old man stood up and just clocked that kid and knocked basically knocked him out wow <laughs> and the and the, those that group had been so belligerent for the previous hour that everybody in that section applauded <laughs> it's like, you hate to laugh at something like that because nobody wants to see anybody fighting and silly stuff like that yeah. but every now and then there's that one like you know what they kind of deserve that yeah, and, and I'm, when I say older man, I mean older. I'm saying he was like your grandpa, not like my dad's age. He was a grandpa, and he stood up, and, and uh, he basically took care of business. Right but, there dude, that's that's the greatest generation of all time, man. That's the World War II generation, and they will kick your tail. That's right. I was like, you don't spill your beer on that man. You might want to – you can spill one on your buddy, but don't spill your beer on Grandpa. Do not. Take it well. Do not. Hey, man, I was talking to – like I said, talking to the friends of ours that are, uh, have a kid down there at Auburn, and, and it looks like their, their younger son, who's the same age as my son, a senior. I told them when they were doing that coaching search, I was like, man, if y'all get Hugh Freeze, things are going to turn around at Auburn. And they did, yeah, and I believe Hugh Freeze will get Auburn on the track of being the Auburn that we all know that is super successful over the years. I think so. I really enjoyed watching Cadillac, you know, and I mean, obviously he's, he's, I, I thought to myself watching his, watching him be so passionate, you know, and bringing that really like it, not a, not a, I would say, okay, well, this is, this is uh, most definitely uh, genuine. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's his personality. Yes. And I thought, that he's not even the type to be that stoic head coach that stands on the sideline with his arms crossed. And, no. and uh, that's kind of the way uh, uh, the last 
You know, I mean, for the last couple of seasons, I've seen enough of that. It was a breath of fresh air to see somebody have some genuine passion. Yeah. But then I thought, man, he doesn't want any part of this political machine that being the head coach would require. Anyway, what do I know? I know. I think you're spot on. I think I think you're 100% right. And he loves Auburn the way Kirby Smart loves Georgia. You can see it in the way that they yeah. behave on the sidelines, to your point. That's right. And I don't it's want to real. call him a cheerleader, but he, man, he was really getting the crowd fired up. I mean, he kind of re-energized totally. the whole fan base. That that first win, when he ran the sidelines, basically like a player. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was just like it was something new. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. And you know, Auburn, they always seem to get lucky against the dogs. We've talked about this before, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like that's the one game on the schedule I'm always nervous about and I think that Auburn's probably the only reason the you know that they're the only thing the dogs have to get through next year to in order to three-peat South's oldest rivalry you know Eric said that too this year even with Auburn being I mean basically lamping you know and he was like I still get worried and I said me well too. you should yeah me too <laughs> me too ain't no ain't no doubt about it me too especially over there y'all got the referees wired over there I don't know uh, come on now <laughs> you you don't blame the referees come on I mean I'm a George fan I ain't even blaming the referees well we had them on our That's side right. last night or something boy howdy but uh you know we all come together as southerners for the SEC of course and for our bravos so, uh, Charlie, have you been keeping up with the Braves' off-season moves at all this year? I haven't. I'm sorry. I went into football. I went football-centric, and I haven't paid attention to any right, well, to any postseason. Well, moves. let, let, let me, me update them. you. Let me update you. So, we let Dansby Swanson sign for too much money up in Chicago, and he's gone. I don't know how you feel about I knew, that. I knew that. That made me sad. Okay. Now we got this catcher named Murphy, who we we brought over from the A's in a trade, I guess, right? And but now we've already extended him forever. And he hadn't even uh, caught a single pitch. But his last name, I was wondering if you thought maybe you'd be a fan of his. Well, I will. I mean, you know, how cool is it to see Murphy on the back of a jersey of a player playing the game of baseball? It's always the best, man. Yeah. There's nobody like Dale Murphy, the greatest Brave That's of all right. time. Outside of Hank Aaron, the greatest Brave of all time. I mean, Hank Aaron's like almost God status when it comes to ball players. But but Dale Murphy, That's by right. golly, he is number two on my list. And then and then I'll throw Chipper in at number three. But yeah, anytime yeah. you see Murphy on the back of a jersey that it's an Atlanta Braves jersey, it's got to put a smile on your face. I thought about getting Murphy tattooed across my back. Attaboy. Okay. All right. But then I thought better of it. <laughs> well, look, I guess, you know, we all have those those moments, you know. Maybe just a big three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I well, I have to do that, too. I actually got a signed ball. I have a friend. His name Phil, and uh, he's a supporter of Blackberry Smoke. He's been coming to shows for years, and he surprised me last summer this past summer with a signed Murphy ball. And he, wow. he took a little video and some pictures of him. He went to a meet and greet that they, you know, was having, and, and uh and very selfless. He didn't get it for himself. He got it for me. And uh, I thought that was a, that was just uh, an incredible gift. And uh, and what he did also, I have some picks made. I don't know if I told you, um, uh, but they have a an old school lowercase a on one side, and you flip it over guitar pick, and it says Murphy three on the other side. Yeah, I and saw so those. He took, that, he took one of those and gave it to Dale. And I thought, well, don't get me in trouble. I don't get me in <laughs> some sort of copyright. <laughs> but it was just, you know, a tip of the hat, and uh, so he it basically it was a he gave Dale the blackberry smoke pick, and uh, and Dale gave me the sign ball. So you know, I, I was so excited about that, Charlie, that I made a little uh, art piece about it and had the whole photo story, and I put it on the. Uh, 
on the uh, Braves Country Podcast Facebook page if folks want to go check it out. And, uh, you know, I gotta, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but, man, I've been working for a couple of years now. Uh, I really want to get you and Dale together in here sometime, man. I really think that would oh, be man. We're going to let you interview him, I think. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. I'll be ready. Dude, I'm telling you, he, he ain't kidding when we talk about working on it. We are working on it. So It's like yeah. a weekly call. Or yeah. I'm telling <laughs> you, you. You laugh like you, you yeah. think we're joking. Yeah, we're I'm, my attrition. I assure you we are not joking yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. Now, you got a big tour coming up. Absolutely. Before you're, uh, we get into the solo acoustic tour of the South, let's talk about the Fox Theater and how that went. Scott told me that it was an unbelievable Blackberry Smoke homecoming show. It was, and, and you know, we should mention that uh, Britt Turner, the drummer for Blackberry Smoke, and your longtime friend, Charlie, man, he is the toughest man on the planet, and he played drums for the entire show, coming right off of that surgery to, rem- to remove a brain tumor. And the ovation from the brothers and sisters at the sold-out Fox, I mean, it must have lasted 10, 15 minutes, and they would not stop cheering him on, uh, just showing him the love. I mean, how inspiring yeah. was it to watch your friend Britt Turner do that? Well, it was transcendent, you know, uh, going into it. He, you know, he's been through such a year. I mean, his family's just been through so much for the last 15 years or more. It's just unbelievable. You know, his his daughter is a cancer survivor, and she's thriving, and uh, she's an actress. She's on. She has a part on Stranger Things and Doom Patrol, and so she's doing this thing. And then, and then of course, uh, Britt just had a rough year. You know, he had a huge heart attack massive heart attack that he survived of course and, and uh, went through that and then was diagnosed with with a brain tumor with a glioblastoma which is which is scary you know it's uh and he's undergoing treatment um so that's been the focus of his life but also you know at that time when he right after he got the diagnosis i think he got the diagnosis on a tuesday after the surgery then he he said i'm playing the fox i'm not sitting at home i don't know if you know brit but uh you you don't want to tell brit no <laughs> i said he's my best friend you know i said hey man i do what you want especially in this situation we do you know yeah. whatever you want and he said i want to play first of all he said i'd like to play as long as i can as long as his his i mean he but he's zapped of energy at that point just from the stress yeah. And uh, and he got up there and played the like Scott said played the whole show, played. So I have so many friends that say, "Man, that's the best show I've ever seen you guys play." Just the energy, you know. Like you said, yeah, the ovation was. I mean, there were there was not a dry eye in the house, uh, and it was. I'm, I'm I've got goosebumps talking about it right now. But he did it. He did. He did it like nobody else can. And uh, if everybody could continue to pray for him, he's got a hard road ahead. He started treatment. And, uh, he's still playing, though. Uh, wow. We have a little time off to do some. I'm, I'm playing some some acoustic shows, some solo acoustic shows, and and but then we pick back up at the end of January. Absolutely, and you guys worked so hard for so long together to build this thing to what it is uh, and doing it the right way, and then to finally headline the Fox to sell it out, and then to have Britt Turner play, even though he's going through all of that, is just spectacular and uh, just historical, really. And uh, and we we do want to ask everybody listening out there to please join us in this prayer circle that we got going for Britt Turner. We're all praying for Britt and for his doctors, of course. We're asking God to completely remove the cancerous cells from his body in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Yeah, no man. doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I know you, man, just like you're talking about, asking folks to pray. You have to feel that. And that, that's something that is in your soul when you're asking folks to pray for somebody. That's something you, you can truly feel. You almost saw it a little bit across the nation with the whole DeMar Hamlin thing. I mean, folks right. were kneeling in prayer on the football field and, and people praying on ESPN, which is almost unheard of. Like the power exactly. of prayer, man, it's real and people feel it. That's right. I mean, and, and nobody knows that more than the Turner family themselves you know they saw 15 years ago um they saw i just just speaking for myself and our band and and our fans um brit he, he himself saw those people he saw the, the the prayer and the love and the support that people poured on their family and, and it wasn't lost on him that's why for the last decade um and it was all his idea um to start to donate to to children's cancer research and to children's hospital um and the lana turner foundation that he started that all came from it it was he was he was inspired by the blackberry smoke fan base how giving they were and and eventually uh at some point he actually i mean it's almost uh, funny that he said hey we've got enough money now You've given enough. You know, her bills are paid. And and people still continue to give. Sorry, I'm on a rant right now. No, please. He, I love the story. That's But that's when he said, hey, we have to put this somewhere. People just keep giving to her cause. And so at that point, he said, hey, we're good and she's good. If you want to continue to help, then the money should go to children's cancer research directly. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so that's what that's what we started to do with proceeds from our meet and greet uh, for Blackberry Smoke Shows, you know, and, and and then obviously people could just go directly to the Lana Turner Foundation and do that, and which they continue to do. It's beautiful. The power of music is healing, you know, and prayer is healing, man, and they and they work certainly side by side. And I mean, you see it in the good book, and I love it, and it's inspiring to hear that story. And I appreciate you sharing it yeah, with man. us. Yeah, this uh, this is the Braves Country Podcast on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. Since you talked about you know music, let's get into it because it's a Southern solo acoustic Charlie Star tour that's coming up in January. Yeah. Eight shows in two weeks. Some of our favorite towns across Braves Country. This is a very special tour. It's a homegrown tour, and you must you must get your tickets. Each one of the venues' websites. You can't go anywhere else. You have to go through the venues' websites. The first one. Yeah, let's go through them. Yeah, is. Uh, Thursday, January 12th, Buckhead Theater, and you get tickets at thebuckheadtheateratl.com. Then the Ramcat up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, theramcat.com. Brooklyn Arts Center in Wilmington, you get that, brooklynartsnc.com. The Neighborhood Theater in Charlotte, neighborhoodtheater.com. Marigold Auditorium in Winterville, Georgia, marigoldauditorium.com. The Orange Peel in Asheville, theorangepeel.net. Princess Theater in Decatur, Alabama, princesstheater.org. And finally, Hargrave Capital Theater in Macon, Georgia. It is the hargravecapitaltheater.com. Man, Charlie, what a great tour. It's uh, it's one where the fans could realistically travel to every show and go kind of along with you. And, and uh, I want to get fired up for this road trip by uh, by listening to one of your newer songs with Blackberry Smoke that uh, that I know you'll probably play on this acoustic tour, and I love it. It's, uh, it's from the Blackberry Smoke album, You Hear Georgia. And it's one of those instant classics, and, and I really love it. it it's kind of like the best Willie Nelson song he never wrote, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Charlie, um, uh, are you going to play this? It's called uh, Old Enough to Know. Are you going to play this one on this tour? Oh, definitely, yeah. Let's give this thing a spin on the Braves Country Podcast. Okay. 
they're doing Fake it and try not to let it show If you find an ace, don't let them read it on your face They don't tell you till you're old enough to know Sometimes it feels like the rules are always changing The darkness and the light just come and go Then before too long you're on the edge of right or wrong But they don't tell you till you're old enough to know It's mostly uphill going Stay somewhere in the middle Stand behind the things you say Guess we all just learn it as we go They don't tell you till you're old enough to know song i love it obviously tough lyric for me to understand part about not trusting grown men with a nickname and i only bring that up because my nickname is tug and i'm a grown well, man you know there are people that are exceptions to the rule okay tug, you're one of them you're because too you're kind. a navy vet and thank you thank you for your service God and, bless uh, you. yes, sir. you get grandfathered in okay so okay <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got your you got your nickname fighting a war, buddy. So you're you're cool. Mine was a silly pet name my wife called me. Everybody thinks it's Navy because it's Tug. Yeah. It was just a silly uh, goofy pet name my wife called me, and well, my buddies heard her, and they rubbed it in until everybody called me that. I'm, it was like the right. worst nickname of all time. Well, I have a couple of people in our organization that have nicknames, and I have to basically give them a wink every time. Same thing, like you. This doesn't apply to you. N- nothing to see here. But that lyric came from 
I was making a joke several times. I think Scott knows some of them, too, where something unfortunate might happen or something that was irritating or aggravating, and it was something to do with a specific person, what they said or did. And I, I might say, what's that? You know, if they were like, yeah, this dude just screwed it up for everybody. And I'd say, what's that dude's name? And they'd be like, turtle. And I would say to myself, I knew it. <laughs> hey, you can't trust uh, a man nicknamed turtle. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and uh, Slim is another yeah. one. You don't want to mess with no Slims. That's Jim right. Croce. That's right. Jim Croce would tell I, you that. <laughs> I've known some. Uh, I've known plenty of plenty of fellas in my life that uh, with a with a name like Big Country or yeah. you know, <laughs> Bubba. And uh, actually went to jail with a dude named Turtle once, and that might have been the that might have been the, uh, the the beginning of the inspiration. <laughs> Hold up, what'd you go to jail with Turtle for? I mean, what could well, you have possibly done with a man named Turtle? He well, knows. it was actually a group of us, and we were playing. I was young. I was 17 years old, and we were playing at a birthday party in Lagrange. Georgia and the cops got called and they took us all. But the, but, but the fellow that I rode with in the squad car's name was Turtle. Now I can just hear you telling your family this, you know, you're like, yeah, it was me and Turtle back in the squad car. We're just trying to figure out how to get the heck out of there. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today. 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. I have another good one. This was early in the days of cell phones. So I don't, I don't, I didn't have one with me. It was before the the cell phone became a, a you know, a device that was basically glued to your hand like mm-hmm. ours are yeah, now. No kidding. And I was playing some music with Jesse Dupree from the band Jackal from Atlanta, Georgia. Love them. Jesse of Chainsaw fame. Early in the days of the Full Throttle Saloon out in Sturgis, South Dakota for the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. And I was playing in Jesse's band. And Black Gray Smoke was already together, together but we were early in the, in the, in the uh, existence of the band. And Jesse said, I'm going to fly you from Atlanta down to Daytona. We're playing. They had a satellite Full Throttle Saloon down at Bike Week in Daytona. And he said, I'm going to fly you down there, and you'll come and play with, with, with our band. I said, okay. I was very excited. I, and I was far from sober at that point. <laughs> and so I think I was, it was one of those really hungover flights. I'd had a wild time the night before. Right. Didn't have a cell phone. And I don't even know how I got to the airport. This is all pretty fuzzy. But here, <laughs> here's 
what happens. I get to the airport. I'm looking around for the card with my name on it to be picked up by the driver, uh, and I, I didn't see anybody. And uh, I waited and waited and started getting nervous after about an hour. So I went to a payphone, and I called Jesse, and he said, where are you? And I said, I'm sitting in the airport. I'm looking for your guy. Who, who, you know, who? He said, well, go have him paged. And I said, what's his name? He said, chicken leg. <laughs> I, said, I said, come on now, what's his name? He goes, I don't know his real name. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're going up to the lady at the Delta counter going, yes, ma'am, I need you to page chicken leg. <laughs> so I did. I went over, I said, and it actually made me laugh in the middle I'm of sure. this stressful situation to go over to the lady at the Delta ticket counter and say, ma'am, could you page chicken leg? for me and she says you're kidding and I said, no ma'am i'm not kidding <laughs> and she did it she did it and i, I found chicken leg now where was chicken leg had he had he gotten a little sauced or something you no know, he had gotten there late because yeah. traffic because bike week traffic was so bad mm-hmm. so he finally got there but uh his name is Daryl, by the way. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Daryl's almost a nickname, too, right? Uh, it there. is, man. Daryl. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's a redneck name, yeah, Daryl. My, my other brother, Daryl, and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, Charlie, I want to I wanna do a little uh, thing with you here where I want to go through each of these eight tour dates, and I'm going to say the... The name of the venue and the uh, and the city, and you tell us anything you want to tell us about the venue, the city, or um, who's playing with you. Or uh, I've got a list of uh, restaurants I would recommend. I'll throw some of that in, or you can tell us where you want p- folks to go, or things people yeah. should maybe do, or where you know it, maybe they should get into town early, or any advice we got for folks. Because I think I got a feeling you're going to have a caravan of Blackberry Smoke fans <laughs> driving around going to these uh, eight shows here. So. Um, Let's start off with Thursday, January 12th, this week at uh, the Buckhead Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. What do you got? Well, the Buckhead Theater is basically my old stomping grounds, you know. Christine Kane and I used to live right over there and the house she grew up in. If you were of a mind to to, to have a, a really good, expensive dinner, there's a restaurant right across the street called King & Duke that our buddy Ford Fry is owner, yes, sir. proprietor, and chef. Mm-hmm. Um and that's for, you know, if you're celebrating, which a lot of you Georgia folks are probably celebrating. Yes, so sir. Let's go. Go dogs. But other than that, I mean, if you're not in Buckhead, but if you're in Atlanta and you want barbecue, you got two choices, basically. you got Fox Brothers or Fat Mats. Those are the only two that I would that's ever it. even consider. That's it. And I'll add that uh, now, if you need a cheap meal and you're, and you're in a hurry, there's a Woody's cheese steaks around the corner from that Sorry, spot. That's that good, too. All right, too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a mainstay it's, uh, uh, as well. Now, let's see. Friday, January 13th. Now, it's going to be Friday the 13th. And so uh, folks going to drive up to the Ramcat in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Of course, that's where the home of Wake Forest and NASCAR, tobacco, all that stuff. What, what do you think, man? Winston-Salem, what are your yeah. thoughts? I don't. I can't really put my finger on a specific Winston Salem. Bojangles. Uh, I know, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I would say that. I mean, I there is one close. Somebody who does who doesn't eat barbecue as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can never go wrong with Carolina barbecue. Um, oh yeah, that yellow. In stuff. my opinion, yeah. there is a. Uh, I think there's a, a good Southern cooking place there called Sweet Potatoes. Uh, I remember that from the last time I was there. So you could give that a try. I looked it up, and there's a place called Mojito Latin Soul Food. Looks like it's in walking distance. I think I might give that one a spin. Count me in for that. And Charlie, who's like pl- who's uh, who's playing with you? Are you got uh, anybody from the band going out with you on this on this tour, or are you just by yourself? Yes, Benji Shanks. He's my partner in crime, my guitar slinger buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, great. You know, he he will be at he'll be at all of these shows except for Winterville, which is Athens, and that 
he has a prior commitment, and my guitar slinging buddy Drew Smithers uh-huh. will be who who is a member of the Marcus King band. Ooh. At this point, he's coming down and gonna gonna play some guitar, buddy. If you can hang with Marcus King, you can you can maybe hang with Charlie Starr. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, Drew is uh, he is uh, just a just a an ace. All right, Saturday, yeah. Saturday, January fourteenth, Brooklyn Arts Center, not in Brooklyn. It's in Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> Uh, home of UNC Wilmington, and that's where they make a lot of TV shows and movies. I know. What do you What do you got for Wilmington? What What, what are your thoughts? The chef David Burke from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of his restaurant, but he actually catered the first time that Benji and I went there to play. He catered. It was like dinner and a show. Um, so I would imagine if you if you Google him, and I don't. I'm not trying to you know have people spend hundreds of dollars on a dinner, but. And because I kind of fall backwards into some of this chef-driven stuff because of my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I would be uh, going to uh, Chipotle. <laughs> uh, but no, but uh, he did. He did when we, in my experience there in Wilmington, he 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 delivered some incredible food. So, um, and I do I do love I do love a good meal. I think the place might be called the Kitchen Sink. Maybe I'm not sure, but there's also a cheaper place called George's Soul Food, which is near. Uh, the Brooklyn Arts Center there that people might want to check out. Yeah, and, man. Uh, I'll that. tell you, man, I, I'm so impressed by the way both of y'all just wrap off places that you've been. Cause I'm sure because you've been to these places so many times. So, like, for for a layman like me, you know, that that's never been out on the road like y'all, like, y'all come up with, like, like name, what the, you know, what, what the tab might cost you. I mean, y'all been there a couple times. It sticks in your memory, and that becomes a big thing. Yeah. Scott's, you know, been been there and done it too. And mm-hmm. you, when you find some place really good, uh, you don't forget it. Like the red iguana in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh lord, um, good stuff. When it, they become it becomes the uh, the destination that's in the back of your mind when you see the date, when you see the city on the calendar. You know, that's like, cool. You're like, oh, I know where I'm going. We're in Austin. I'm going to Franklin's or going to Terry Black's. You know. It yep. becomes part of the – my wife always picks at me, too. Like when we go to New York City, my vision gets a little narrow, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll be the dog that goes to the familiar places. You know, like, okay, I know where I'm, I know where I'm going because I always go there. And she's like, babe, break it up a little bit. <laughs> Quit know? being such a creature of habit. <laughs> Try some new things. You don't have to eat a Grace Papaya hot dog every time you go to New York City. <laughs> By God, I do, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So Sunday, January 15th, the Neighborhood Theater in Charlotte, North Carolina. Of course, the home of the Charlotte Panthers and NASCAR and all that. What do you, what do you like in Charlotte? Should folks get there early? What's going on in Charlotte? Neighborhood Theater. Scott, you're going to have to tell me. Well, I don't have a Charlotte go-to. You know, my brother lives there now, and uh, I've been up there a few times, and I like this American Fair place called Billy Jack Shack. And then near the venue, there's a, there's a vegan soul food place. It's called mm. it's called Oh My Soul, and you can't even tell it's vegan when you eat it. It's pretty good. Okay. All right, I'm in. I'll probably go there. There you go. Because I kind of my wife's kind of vegan, and I'm like in the in the Pulp Fiction and uh, in, in that uh, way of thinking, that kind of makes me vegan when I'm home. So. Yeah, wait. Uh, happy wife, happy life, man. You yes got to go where That's she right. wants to eat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right. All right. Wednesday, January 18th, the Marigold Auditorium in Winterville, Georgia, which is really an Athens suburb, let's be honest. Uh, so uh, you could go with something in Winterville or you could go into Athens. Let's hear your thoughts. Charlie Starr, what do you think? I'm going into Athens. I'm going to Homemade. Oh, I hadn't heard of that one. It's it's great. It's a, a friend of ours, a friend of Benji's and his wife, Mimi. She's the proprietor of um, homemade is 
I saw Michael Stipe in there once, actually. He was wow. in there having dinner. And uh, he was in there with, with some look like family members and uh, didn't want to bother. He doesn't look like a fellow that you that wants to get his picture taken, so I didn't bother him. <laughs> Fair enough. You and, don't even uh, want to talk, man. He's, he's, he's to no. himself a little bit. That's all no, right. I remember I, I was talking to a buddy the other day, and he put it so perfectly. Uh, he works for Social Distortion, my, has for a while. I'm talking about Mike Ness. Yeah, I love that legendary, band. Legendary lead singer of... Social, Social D. D. And he said, my brother told me once, said, man, I sure would like to meet Mike Ness. And he goes, you know what? He don't want to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I said, wow. Okay. And I said, as I, that one of my first thoughts was looking over at Michael Stipe. I was like, he don't want to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever met Michael Stipe before, well, though? I have. I've I have. met everybody else in the band, but not Michael. How about that? All right. I've met him, and he's actually a really nice guy and personable. He's just so, you know, he's kind of exactly what you hearing the songs he's kind of quiet and reserved and um mm -hmm. and so you just kind of meet him and uh and then uh, say nice to meet you and get out of the way yeah that's I'm, how you do I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that i'm okay with that <laughs> now, i did if, that to neil young at farm aid uh -huh. I, I i thought the same thing i was like he's not caring to be bothered by meeting and he doesn't need another friend uh -uh. you know you but I, I stepped over in front of him and stuck my hand in his hand and he walked he walked on by, and uh, Daryl Hannah was right behind him. It was really cool. Ooh, I want to meet her. Say, I would prefer, actually. I'd prefer, if I get my druthers, I'd rather meet her. That's right. <laughs> well, a good rule of thumb for fans out there, if somebody's eating, nobody wants to be bothered while they're eating. Leave them alone. That's, right. you know, that's That's hey, the deal. Yeah. I have a question about Athens. I, I don't spend a whole lot of time in Athens, and I wonder if Weaver D's is still open. Yes, sir. I was, that's on my list here, Weaver D's. Their theme there, well, it's the best fried chicken you'll ever get, first of all. And yeah. uh, their theme there that Weaver wrote many years ago is automatic for the people. And, of course, R.E.M. loved the place so much that they made a record called that. Love it. Automatic and, uh, for the people. So and now I was going to say that one, and then also uh, if you if you're looking for a great breakfast, uh, if you get into town earlier, if you're still there the next morning, uh, go to Mama's Boy, and if you and Mama's Boy is a fantastic shop. Uh, my friend Alicia runs that one, and then um, if you want to be out there in Winterville and support the little town of Winterville, there's a place called Little City Diner that I would recommend. And uh, okay. I think that's about all there is in Winterville, actually. So Yeah. I was going to say grit, too, if you're down in, oh, in Athens. But it's closed now. Did you hear? Oh. Yeah. No, I didn't. Well, and They didn't do well go. with that whole... They didn't do the whole, you know, that whole pausing business for a couple of years thing didn't didn't, uh -huh. didn't really work out for him. So, but that's okay. Ah. I mean, I think the spirit of that lives on, and uh, and you got folks that are trying to open up some more uh, vegetarian or vegan restaurants. So it'll be all right. You know, if you want a really expensive dinner there, though, uh, the Last Resort is always a good place to go eat. There okay. In, in Athens too, but I'm going to check out homemade this time because uh, maybe I'll come up there and go to dinner with you. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, so here we go. we got a couple more to go. Thursday, January 19th, uh, the Orange Peel, fantastic venue in Asheville, North Carolina, the home of Warren Haynes and the Asheville Tourists and the Crossroads of America there. Uh, what yeah. do you think? What do you, what do you think about Asheville, North Carolina? What comes to mind? Well, there's a uh, – you're going to laugh because I can't remember the name of it. There's a little Cuban, um, I would say Latino uh, – uh, you can't say it's a Mexican restaurant because they do. It's it's sort of a it's sort of a best of mm. of Latino cuisine. It's right up on the right up on the downtown square, just up from just up from the Orange Peel. 
where they it's the only time in my, my life I've ever eaten menudo. Wait, and wait, wait. say one, that again. Well, hang on, I thought that was that band <laughs> that Ricky Martin was in. <laughs> right. Well, it was, but there's actually a dish called menudo. Oh, of course, uh, hilarious. It, it was new to me too. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay. I got a couple for you. If you're looking to spend money, you got to go to Twelve Bones Steakhouse. Now, I don't know if you go okay. to Asheville and eat steaks because that's more of a. I don't know. I go to Texas for steaks, but Twelve Bones right. Steakhouse is near the venue, and and I hear presidents have eaten there. So wow. there, there's one. If you want, if you got if you got big bucks, and then uh, if you're if you're a barbecue fan, and I know a lot of Blackberry Smoke fans are, yes sir. Uh, Buxton Hall is uh, what I hear from the locals is the best one. And then by the venue, uh, two things I wanted to mention: uh, Tupelo Honey is the high end yep. southern food place. Dude, I ate at yep. a Tupelo Honey in Sandy Springs over this past pretty, weekend. Pretty good stuff. It yeah. is good. And then uh, for dessert, you know, I know you love your desserts, Charlie. Uh, yeah. Right around the corner from uh, the orange peel there, Sunshine Sammy's Ice Cream. Forget Ooh, about yeah. it. Forget about it. Uh-huh. I mean, don't forget about it. I mean, all right. So uh, right. moving on, January 20th, it's a Friday night at the Princess Theater in Decatur, Alabama. This is really exciting to me because you're in North Alabama, uh, home of our buddy Jason Isbo, but also originally this town, Decatur, Alabama, is the home of Charlie Hodge. For those who yeah. don't know, that was Elvis's uh, kind of best friend, vocal coach, dude who like lived at Graceland and was in the Memphis Mafia and all that. And so Brought I love him it. scarves in his water. There you go, exactly. <laughs> um, for me, it's the rail yard in uh, in Decatur. That's a great place for dinner, and um, I think there's a Waffle House near the venue. Buddy, but I, count me in for that. Yeah, you know, that's a good place mm-hmm. to be. But um, what what are your thoughts on Decatur, Alabama? Any? I don't know much about it. They brought in some food last time we were there. We were there with our buddy Stevie Tombstone just mm-hmm. last year. Great people there, wonderful staff, and they brought in some good food from somewhere. But I'll be a little more attentive, and I'll make my little uh, mental note this time. Now, the theater itself there is amazing. It's a, it's like a it's a little historical theater that uh, was kind of a vaudeville theater, and uh, you got to go outside the doors there because the floor is paved with terrazzo in the map of Alabama and uh yeah. marks the the river there and then the city of Decatur real good and it's something to get a picture with folks so uh check that out. Yeah. You kind of ended at the beginning of where everything started in Southern Rock and uh, I know you're going to have lots of thoughts about this place. Saturday, January 21st, Hargrey Capitol Theater in Macon, Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think? Yeah, man. Well, I always go to the H&H for breakfast. That's always a given. Gotcha. Um downtown uh you can't go wrong right there around the venue with a handful of spots some some of them are newer mm-hmm. but there's uh you can throw a rock and hit a good restaurant right there downtown these days uh there's the rookery i know is walking distance they the got great, is, great burgers probably always i probably always go to the rookery mm-hmm. um Again, I should take Christine's advice and spread out and a little shake bit. Shake it up a little bit. <laughs> well, there's Fincher's Barbecue, uh, like H and H. That's a place where the Almond Brothers ate. Of course, if folks get into town early, I gotta, I gotta mention the, our friends at the Big House. You gotta go over to the Big House and pay your respects to the Almond Brothers. And uh, here, here, that's right. And then also, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but an an Almond Brothers stop that's kind of mandatory is uh, is now the Gallery West. It's Kirk West's photo gallery downtown on Third yeah. Street. What a legend himself, Kirk. Yeah. Kirk was, uh, of course, uh, the Almond Brothers tour manager, Tug, and, and he mm-hmm. took a lot That's of right. photos, and, and he's got them all on display there, and you can get prints. And, uh, and then I, cool, I'd man. also go down to that. Capricorn Studios. If, and I know you made a record there recently with our friend Adam Hood. Yeah, sure. Um, it's unbelievable what they've done there with the little sort of a museum-type situation and that beautiful mural on the side of the, the adjacent wall of uh, 
Dwayne and Greg and I believe Little Richard or no Alan Walden, Phil Walden. It's a, it's a definitely a, a, a must stop now. Talking with Charlie Starr on the Braves Country Podcast on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. My name is Tub Coward, along with Scott Munn. Between touring, man, I, I hear you've been working on a new Black Bear Smoke record, and Scott told me that uh, y'all been working with Dave Cobb. Yes, it's great. Um, he's such he's so easy to work with. You know, we made our last one with him, and. When it came time to go in again, you know, the question was like, what do we want to do? I said, I want to go back in with Dave. You know, mm-hmm. it was, uh, it worked. It was really natural. And uh, some people will wonder, you know, like, well, why do you need a producer? Because we've spent a lot of years producing our own records, you mm-hmm. know, uh, worked with some producers as well, but uh, it's definitely not something that's necessary. But when you find somebody who clicks, it's a great outside opinion and an extra set of ears because when you're attached to it and so close to it as the band can become and you might start to argue uh, which bands will do about no well we don't it shouldn't be this way or it shouldn't be, or it should be this way so you get somebody that's not a part of the gang to go wait a minute wait a minute have y'all tried this have you thought about maybe it should be this it should maybe be faster you know right then and if it's somebody you trust which we do trust dave then you it, it's you, you can almost if you get stymied you can look to that person for the answer i love that and uh it's just a, a good dynamic with Dave. And, you know, it's the producers never – a lot of times I've seen some fans, even of ours, say like, well, I wouldn't – that I don't like the, that producer, what they did to this, you know, part of the band. Or this, they made this song sound too much like this. And it's not the – don't blame it on if it's if you don't like the album. Don't blame it on Dave Cobb. Blame it on me. Because okay. well, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm going to win the argument. That's exactly right, man. Well, and as you should, and I and I understand that. But but it takes a great producer like Dave Cobb to recognize that and be like, you know what? This is your record. We're going to do what you want to do, and we're going to make the record you want to make. That's what a good producer would do. I assume I've never recorded, never been in a studio when recording was happening. But that's my impression of it. Well, that's the best producers. That's the way they are. They make you sound like sound most like you and and help you make the best record you can make other there are producers who want you to you know the phil specters of the world that want you to sound like them Mm -hmm. and i've got no interest in working with somebody like that but um but dave's dave's in my opinion and that's not to knock phil specters production was uh, for a psychopath he is a great producer (laughs) for an absolutely insane man he does okay Dave doesn't have a signature sound, you know, like some people do. Um, he, if you listen to all the people that he that he will work with, they all sound like themselves. He so sort of brings the best out of folks, is what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. Hey, let me ask you about uh, playing guitar at, at a show that I saw you play over the summer with my wife and some of my dearest friends. There's probably about eight or ten of us that went to that Black Crows show. Man, playing yeah. with, with, with that band, and I know the relationship there, and, and how how was that? How cool was that? And the fact that, that, that it's the, you know kind of a reunion tour, and they played Shake Your Moneymaker, which was such an influence on me as a young man. Tell me about being out on that tour. Well, it was incredible. Um, it's such important music in my life, you know, um, that, that first, that Shake Your Moneymaker record broke when I was in high school. I was in the 11th grade and, uh, it was an instant favorite with my, with, with me and my, from my close friends. And, um, you know, we were looking for real music. We had had, we had been given Guns N' Roses, which at the time, you know, in 87 was like, this is gritty, real rock and roll. And then there were a few other bands that would come along and give us the same thing. Not a whole lot. And then 
right as it seemed like it was going to be lipstick and hairspray forever again, then here comes this band from Atlanta that we were like, oh, my God, this is what we love. You yes, know? sir. Um, and, and then to, you know, fast forward and becoming friends with them and watching them break up and watching them go through everything that they went through. And then, you know, and then we're in a band, uh, you know, running this other direction or this other in this other lane. And and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of comes full circle and rich. Um uh, he called one day and was like, uh, "We need help. We we we've got shows and our guitar players in Europe. He can't do them. Can you do it?" And uh, I said, "Yeah, man. I've been waiting for you to call me for twenty years." <laughs> <laughs> and finally, <laughs> no, it happened. not really, but but I was I was just just over the moon. You know, yeah. it was so exciting, and and to play those songs with those guys was really it was an honor. Oh my gosh, I, I'm telling you, being there at the show, and and I may have had too many whiskey drinks. I don't recall. I'll but, verify yeah. that you did. I'll verify that you did. <laughs> I've never had so much fun at a show in my life. And, and Charlie, my wife was born and raised in upstate New York, so she didn't know yeah. much about Southern rock. She had heard Hard to Handle. She, you know, and, and then I had some other folks that went to Walton High School where, you know, with oh, the Robinson yeah, Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and were a couple years behind them, so had a passion for the music. And then some other friends yeah. that, that, you know, had knew about it but didn't know about it and man to see them go oh my gosh i know what y'all are talking about now to see yeah. that happen especially with my wife i was like i have succeeded as a southern man that's right we're going to close it out with one horse town my friend thank you my friend y'all be good guys. brother all right man. see you charlie star bye-bye bye-bye in the tiny town where i come from you grew up doing what your daddy does you don't ask questions, you do it just because You don't climb too high or dream too much With a whole lot of work and a little bit of luck You can wind up right back where your daddy was This little bitty town It ain't nothing new Stick around Cause they all tell us to Swallow your own pride Just to make your family proud If I didn't think that it would shut the whole place down I'd ride my pony ride out of this one
This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherd's Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's the warrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash john. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 